What's going on, guys? My name is David Gibson. I am the host and founder of this podcast, SIDcast, a podcast and resource dedicated to telling these stories and sharing the experiences of the sports information and athletic communication profession. So we are on episode number 99, guys. To quite frank, we're one week away from 100, and um, didn't think I'd get this far, to be completely honest with you. Um, but here we are. I'm super excited, and especially excited to, to give you guys this one today. Um, Liz Wasinga from Kentucky Wesleyan. We, I've known her, what, two years now, maybe, Liz? Um, ever since, I guess, I moved down here, I believe. And I think you're around the same time frame, maybe three, four years. Um, but we've known Liz for a while. Uh, just went down a couple, maybe about a month ago to um, to Owensboro to call one of their football games, my first ever football game to call and nonetheless it was a uh, college football game and it was Kentucky Wesleyan versus uh, what was that Walsh they ended up losing that game but I had fun nonetheless and I appreciate you guys contacting me and calling me down there um if Kentucky Wesleyan sounds familiar it's because Roy Pickerel probably um the legend the man the myth down there himself uh we'll talk to Liz about what it means to have Roy as well as Kenny uh around Ken Badalak from of what is formerly known as St. Joseph's College in Rensselaer, Indiana. Uh, now it is um, an auction house and a field because I visited there, Kenny, and it is literally, the college is literally in a field. And that that was the deal breaker for me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll talk about that with her. We'll talk about moving around from New York. Or kind of, Was there any culture shock moving from New York to Kentucky? Uh, we'll also talk about being a young woman professional in the industry, how she's the only woman in the, her conference, the GMAC. Uh, Kentucky Wesleyan, if you don't know, used to be a member of the GLVC, which is a part of the USI conference that uh, we're in right now. Um, we still play on a little bit of a regular basis, maybe one or two games here or there between like basketball or soccer. Uh, we might host a series with them for baseball or softball, something like that. Um, basketball with with the exception of the Hall of Fame Classic that is no longer in Evansville anymore. Um, seems to be about the only time we get together. But uh, we'll talk about all of that and more on episode number 99. Again, it's absolutely in- insane how we're just marching on here. And I want to thank you guys for that. Um, I just wrapped up doing some side of chat stuff back on Monday. Uh, if you were not aware, if you were not curious, go back through, read some great conversations that we had. We were a little bit late to the late to the party because uh, of some other obligations that Don and Kelvin had going on. But um, nonetheless, we had fun. We talked about a little bit of life, um, what you're doing for yourself through this whole chaotic coming up on crossover season. Uh, we get that that that's coming. We get that you're going to be dedicating a lot of hours. But what you need to do, I think, is compartmentalize uh, your time and be very, very aware of listen just listen to your body as as this time comes up um i know a lot of people are overwhelmed sleep deprived uh overworked and quite frankly underpaid uh just listen to your body if if it's saying take a break take a break and what you need to have to do most people think i think there's a misconception out there that most people think like you're being mentally tough if you tell yourself to keep going if you tell yourself to keep going in front of that computer screen or in front of that you know desktop or, or, or out on the court or, or whatever. Um, 
I think people think that that is supposed to generate fortitude of some sort for yourself, and it doesn't. It takes more strength to say, hey, I need to take a step back for maybe an hour or two or, or maybe take a half a day or something like that. Um, that takes more strength than it does to actually force yourself, to overwork yourself, to exert yourself to the point of where, um, one, you're burnt out quicker, or, or two, you end up disliking what you're doing, which is something that uh, we can't have coming up on uh, Thank Your SID Week. Um, so, yes, please, please be very aware of that. Um, be very careful as, as this time comes up. Um I just want to see you all be safe and uh, thriving in your personal life as well. So uh, we had an interesting little intro question on side of chat uh, asked what people were doing for themselves. Some somebody said they got a dog. I was going to request a dog picture, but then they already sent it. So that was nice. I like meeting people's dogs. Um, other people say vacation whenever the time arises. Um, and, and I know that here's another point. I know that like it's kind of cliche, but uh, make time schedule it if you have to for yourself um a, a part of the men's group that i am in a lot of people a lot of men say that um it, how, how do i say this i think that some people have a problem like working so much and so frequently that they don't have time for their wife or their girlfriend or the kids or something like that and the the often answer is if you had to physically schedule time in your day to spend a, a hour or two with your wife or your kids or your girlfriend um then do that whether it be in your phone calendar on your uh calendar calendar like we like i have like a whiteboard calendar or something like that um please stay safe uh and without further ado guys before we get into today's episode i know you you thought i was gonna go there but um what i need you to do real quick go over to itunes um, however you're listening to this podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast, leave us a rating or review. Uh, we're approaching uh, 100 episodes, um, which is absolutely insane. So I want you guys to go ahead and leave a sentence or two on how this how this podcast has affected you in, in any sort of way, for either for the greater or for the worse. Um, you can also leave us any star that you can. Uh, if you don't know where to go, we do have a nice handy little video um, as to show you where your podcast app is on your phone. Um, you can do that by going over to Twitter or Facebook and searching for Sports InfoCast. Uh, we should pop right up. I would hope so. Uh, playing around with the trademark a little bit idea, as we really should. But um, you'll do that. Follow what we're doing on there. Um, and it's just super, super easy. It takes a second or two. Uh, I leave stars for podcasts all the time sometimes i listen to an episode or two of a podcast i'm like this just isn't that great so uh, i let people know and if that's how you feel about this one go over there and give us i don't know one or a five preferably a five you never know um people are weird but liz episode number 99 of sid cash she's a little upset that we didn't give her episode number 100 but liz we love you all the same uh, appreciate this one, guys. Hope you enjoyed, and we will start off episode number 99 of SID Cast with Liz Wasinga from the Kentucky Wesleyan Panthers and her very first taste of sports information right here on SID
Um, well, I went to a Division three school in uh, Cortland, New York, the Cortland. Um, and there I met Fran Aaliyah. My freshman year, I needed a practicum for one of my, or I needed to, I had a practicum class that we needed to do 40 hours work. And um, I did, I was the scoreboard operator for the baseball team my freshman year. Um, and then one thing led to another. Uh, that fall, I went to Fran and I said, hey, what can I do? Like, I really enjoyed working with you. Um, so I helped him with football, doing stats in there in the press box. Um, I continued to do more with baseball season once that rolled around. Um, and then I was doing hockey, uh, in the winter, which in Western New York, that's what everyone loves. So I was thrilled to be doing hockey. Um, and it just went from there and it kept growing. Um, we hosted the conference baseball tournament at Cortland. Um, and Kelly Verdeen from Brockport, he came to, uh, work for his team because Brockport was in the tournament and uh, Brockport is about 45 minutes away from my hometown of Fairport so him and I bonded over Rochester because we were two hours from Rochester so I told him oh I'm from Rochester uh, and he said if you ever need an internship let me know so a year later um, I needed an internship and I gave him a call after I had some interviews out in Arizona um my grandparents lived out there, so I wanted to go work for the Diamondbacks or the Coyotes. Um, those didn't work out, so I it was a week before my internship was supposed to start, and I had nothing. So I called up Kelly Verdeen, and I said, hey, do you need, still need an intern? And he said, when can you start? <laughs> um, so I learned more in that first year than I ever thought I possibly could. Like, I knew from working with Fran, like, all the game day operations, like, how to do stat crew and, like, the scoreboard and music and just game ops type stuff. But I didn't really know the behind-the-scenes stuff, like the day-to-day -day mm -hmm. doing schedules and rosters, updating the website, social media, all that fun stuff. So I really learned it was a whirlwind. Like, the first two weeks, I was like, what did I just get myself into? But um, it was a whole lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed it. I always tell people I've been in this industry four or five years now, and I haven't worked a day in my life, mm. which is great. Um, so at Brockport, I was there for two and a half years, and then I came to Kentucky Wesleyan College, and that's about it. Well, let's go back a little bit before we move on any further with anything about what you okay. do, what you've done at Kentucky Wesleyan. Um, so had you when you needed some practicum hours, 40 hours you said? I think that's, yeah. I think, I think we do the same thing. Um, we, I think we have like four practicum classes, you know? Yeah. Um, had you ever heard of sports information before? Not, I'd taken a sport media class, um, at Cortland or sport media management. And the professor was actually a former reporter oh. and journalist. So he kind of gave us that, uh, perspective of what, like, reporters are looking for mm -hmm. um so in that class we kind of learned how to like run a press conference write a proper release and that kind of stuff so I kind of had an idea like I still like have that notebook that's like the one college notebook that I kept <laughs> um and I actually like we we had a press conference uh this past April to introduce our new basketball coach and like I did some stuff that I learned in that class um that was probably the best class um, from my undergrad, I still use a lot of that stuff today, um, but I had no idea what I was getting myself into yeah. when it came to sports information. Like, and my favorite thing about this industry is that 
it's constantly changing. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the next big thing is, and you have to stay on top of that. So what I might have learned a couple of years ago in undergrad like may not be relevant anymore. Right. So it's important to stay on top of trends and such, but that's what keeps it interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you and I are, are the same because I, I kept a notebook. I don't know where it is. I know it's somewhere in my, my storage closet. That's been designated as my storage closet. But uh, it was a sport public relations class. Um, because I did it and, and I had sports information experience before and I was like, oh my God, this is everything that we do, you know, but I don't think yeah. any other kid in that 30 student class, 30 person classroom knew that that's what we were describing, you know, yeah. like they had absolutely no idea, but yeah. uh, how did your role first from being a scoreboard operator kind of expand in those first couple of years with your sports information? Was there anything that maybe took you by surprise or maybe some things that you really had to adapt to learn? Um, not really. Uh, the first year, since I was just a freshman, I just did the scoreboard. But then uh, soon enough, uh, Fran was having me keep, keep a book next to him while he did stat crew just to fall back or whatever. Right. Um, and then this my senior year. I got to input a couple games and just climbing the ladder and learning more. Um, like at football games, I was responsible for calling – the local news stations at halftime and the end of the game with final score and maybe a couple highlight plays or whatever. Um, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And I'm really glad that I went to a division three school because if I had went to a D one school, I don't think I would have had that mm-hmm. same experience. I mean, Cortland had 8,000 kids, which is a lot compared to Kentucky Wesleyan. Yeah. Um, but I still got to have a, really good hands-on learning approach where I learned the base of my career like I never imagined that I would become a sports information director just because my undergrad degree is sport management and that's such a broad degree yeah anywhere with it and I never knew what a sports information director was until I became one, if mm. that kind of makes sense. No, no, that that totally makes sense, and yeah. that's what my professors always said. I've got a favorite one. Um, he's like, we have had what thousands upon thousands of years of business, of marketing, yeah. of doing that stuff, and he goes, sports information. The the major has been around since the eighties. Like yeah. we have such a short history of that, and I can I can see here and maybe what twenty five thirty years that that gets really specific. Um, yeah. and so we'll talk a little bit more about that as, as being a young professional a little bit later on here. But, um, like you said, graduated from Cortland, looking around, you wanted to be maybe out in Arizona with the Diamondbacks. Um, and like you said, you, you never really pictured yourself being an SID. So what was life for you like at that time looking for a job? Um, what did you want to be? What did you want to do to begin with before you became an SID? Um, I actually... One of my, like, passions in middle school was cooking. I almost went to culinary school, which is complete opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here we are. Um, but I was a GA at – well, first I started as an intern, and then um, I was fortunate. I interned in the fall, so Kelly kept me around for the spring semester. Um, that summer he left, and Stacy Corey Ledoux came in um, for that summer, and – uh, she was able to work with RID to get create another graduate assistant spot that mm-hmm. she hired me in, which I'm very fortunate for. Um, and I, 
she was at the time she was 25 when she got hired so me as a 22 year old like having a young female as my boss i it was awesome Mm -hmm. um like i didn't really think anything of it when i when i was at brockport because that was just everyday life to me um but looking back like if i um Kyra was awesome, but if he had stuck around and been my boss for the full two years that I was at Brockport, I don't think it, it would have been a different experience. Just learning learning a lot from Stacy about how to be a female in, the, in this industry, because it can be hard at times. Um, she was, like, an awesome role model. I still talk to her all the, all the time. I actually officiated her wedding. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, what was the original question? I don't even remember. I got sidetracked. No, you're fine. Just keep it, keep rolling. <laughs> um, it was a uh, life for you, like at that at that art at that time, basically. Oh yeah. So I just took it one step at a time. Um, because like I said earlier, I didn't know what a sports information director was, but I knew the job that I was doing. I enjoyed it, and I was passionate about it, and I wanted to keep doing it. Um. In high school, I took some business management classes and some sport management classes. Actually, we had a sport management and sport marketing class. And we played this. I'll I'll never forget this. We played this, like, computer game where you ran a football team. And you had to make sure you controlled the number of parking lot attendants, what time the parking lot opened for the tailgate. Mm -hmm. You controlled the concession stand, the prices in the concession stand. You had to set up the sponsorships and who was sponsoring them and how much it was sponsoring them. Um, So I knew that I loved the business side of sports. Sports have always been a passion of mine. Like, I have an older brother. I went to all his baseball and basketball games. Like, I always played sports in high school. I love them. They're awesome. And I really enjoyed the business aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So how could I combine the two? So that's why I took sport management as my uh, major at Cortland. And it just kind of happened. Like, I was never like, I want to be a sports information director. It just happened. And here we are. And I love it. It's awesome. I wouldn't change it for anything. I tell my dad all the time, I've never worked a day in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And for some, yeah, there's some, there's some days like that. Then there are some days for me that I'm just like, yeah, I'm definitely working today. Um, But, you know, you know, that's just the the nature of how things go. But what do people say? And like you said, as, as a young female going into this, what did people say when you told them um, I was going to major in sports management? Um, a lot of people, first reaction was, oh, so you're going to just watch sports all day? And, I mean, yeah, that's kind of what our job is, but uh-huh. they don't know all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, and that's really what I enjoy, too, being that behind-the-scenes person that nobody really knows they exist no Mm -hmm. one knows what they do but they're an integral part of every game day and that's what I really enjoy about it when you had SID switch on you and this is something that I've never asked anybody before and and come to think of it that it's kind of important I would say you're you're a student worker you're an intern you're a GA and then all of a sudden your boss leaves your boss changes maybe some procedures change um what is that like for you being on the other side of that change because we've talked to plenty of people now to where they replaced somebody and then they had to take on new student workers but we've never asked about what the adaptation like was for the student workers yeah um well they're both awesome people kelly and stacy um but kelly just had 
a job opportunity that mm-hmm. came up that he couldn't uh, turn down. He got to move close to where his uh, wife and his family are from. So you couldn't be mad at him. Right. It was just a great job opportunity. Um, so he left, I believe it was like April. So we still had like a month in the season left. So we named, uh, there was another assistant in the office. So Kevin Steiner, who's now at Washington University in St. Louis, um, he was named the interim until we uh, did the search. So that's how we found Stacy. Um, and they both had different styles. Um but they were both very energetic and passionate about their job. And I learned a lot from both of them. It was weird at first because uh, when Stacy came in, you're kind of like, oh, this is the way we've always done, like, X, Y, Z. Like, we don't want to change stuff. Mm-hmm. But then she'd be like, she was very communicative. Is that a word? I, I have no idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was very open about, okay, that's good but there's a more efficient more effective way to do this and just showed us new ways to do things and we found out we were waiting wasting a lot of time um with stuff that was taking us hours when it could have taken us minutes mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so the efficiency things maybe yeah I, i'm sure that there are different some things that and that's the benefit of of having somebody come in maybe a fresh set of eyes on things you, you yeah. know what i mean um so out of your experience, how has all of that, how is that uh, ever-changing lifestyle like um, when you manage your student workers? Um, I had a tough time finding student workers my first, well, I got here, hired here in December. Mm-hmm. Right? My first day, there was a basketball game, um, <laughs> which was horribly terrifying. Uh-huh. Um, and Roy Quakerl, awesome guy, like, I have the utmost respect for him, but he didn't have any student workers. I have no clue how he did it. Mm-hmm. Like, I need someone to move the camera back and forth, and I had nobody. Um, actually, our athletic director, Rob Mallory, was the camera operator for one game because I just didn't have a pool of student workers. I didn't know what to do. So right. I texted Rob and said, what, help. Um, so we were fortunate that Kenny is the golf coach, and he has one kid, um, that came to him like the first day of school said hey can I work for you and we're like heck yeah (laughs) um so we just found kids a majority of our student workers are student athletes um so we just found kids we really worked hard last season um to find good quality kids but once they started working for us and they enjoyed their job you know word of mouth like helped us tremendously kenny tells me all the time we'll never have to look for student workers again Mm -hmm. and now we have kids coming to us saying hey can we work for you can we work for you because our original crew i guess you could call them they had such a fun time they told their friends and so now everyone wants to work for us which is a good problem to have exactly but i really it baffles me i don't know how roy did it because he didn't use any student workers Mm -hmm. let's get back to some of your career movement here um, had to leave the New York area, had to come yes. to Owensboro. You've already yes. told me this story, but before you even go into any detail about getting the job at KW, um, what is the atmosphere like from New York to Kentucky? Oh my goodness. It's, um, there's a lot of similarities and there's a lot of differences. Um, I grew up in Rochester, 
which is right between Buffalo and Syracuse, so mm-hmm. six hours from New York City. Um, it's a fairly, ru- I can't say this word, rural town. It's not like you th- everyone thinks of New York and they think of tall skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. Like, um, no, there's none I, of that there. Yeah, my the house I grew up in, like, we, there was a farm down the street, and every now and then, like, the cows would jump through the fence, and they'd be in our backyard. So, like, I'm not New York City. I'm from rural New York. Um, but anyway, sorry, I got sidetracked. No, you're good. Yes, I moved 700 miles to Owensboro, um, packed up, came here by myself at age 23. Um, I'd been in Owensboro for, like, 48 hours for my interview, and I was like, hey, this is a cool town. Like, I'm ready for a new adventure. Um, but everything moves a lot slower here. Everyone's just kind of like, oh, yeah, like, we'll get to it when we get to it. And, mm-hmm. like, in New York, everyone's like, I need this. I need it right now. So it's kind of helped me because I have that, like, let's get stuff done mentality when everyone else is kind of, like, slow, relaxed. So, like, I look like I'm, like, really efficient when really I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> everyone's just used to that. Mm-hmm. But I love Owensboro. It's a great town. Um, everything's... It's kind of going through a renaissance as a whole as a city, so I've really enjoyed that aspect. There's always something to do here. We had the air show here over the summer with the Blue Angels, um, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So let's the talk. Biggest... Go, Go ahead. ahead. Uh, the biggest change, though, was uh, the school size, because like I said, mm-hmm. uh, Cortland and Brockport, they both had like 8,000 kids, and uh, Kentucky Wesleyan is only 700. So that is a huge culture shock. Like, yeah. I had to be creative with my resources, but I think I made it work pretty well. What's it like being a, a hockey fan in rural Kentucky? Um, there's not much hockey no. uh, here. I actually went to Preds opening night last night down in Nashville. Oh, wow. Um, it was a lot of fun. Are you, I, a, are you a Preds fan by well, association I'm, or are you a Preds fan by birth? I'm a Sabres fan by birth. Okay. Because I was an hour outside of Buffalo. But I take a lot of heat for this all the time, and I'm probably going to take heat for this after you post this. But everyone always makes – I'm a Preds fan now. Like, it just was bound to happen. If I had moved to St. Louis, I would have become a Blues fan. I just became a Preds – their games are so much fun. Right. You have to go to one if you haven't been. Well, I, I say that because I was never a big hockey guy growing up. And then I, I forget – I think I might have saw Mighty Ducks. I think I might have saw Mighty Ducks. And I was like, you know what, hockey, pretty cool sport. So I started following yeah. college hockey a little bit. And as I got older, uh, like I told you off air, I went to Fort Wayne. I started paying attention to the Red Wings. Yeah. Um, didn't really just stick with me, you know? Like, yeah. it just didn't fit me. So You have what, what, to go to, like, an NHL game, though, because Evansville has the Thunderbolts, right? Right, yeah, but that's... That's, like, yeah, yeah. low end of the spectrum. Like, it, you got to see what, like, hockey can Right, be. so I moved down here... And all we get is the Predators, and I'm like, dude, this team is fun. Like, yeah. I, So I follow everything Predators, too. That's why I asked that. And I think I did the same thing because um, the Colts, I used to be a huge Colts fan growing yeah. up. And then they canned Manning, they canned <laughs> Mathis, they canned everybody, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison. They got rid of everybody, Dallas Clark. And I moved down here, and I wasn't really an NFL fan. Now all I get is the Titans, and I'm like, Okay, yeah. like Titans all the way, you know? So, yeah, um, yeah that can happen. I can totally see yeah. that happening. But you told me off air a little bit about your job process getting to Owensboro. You met Roy yeah. at Cosida. Um, can you spare no detail? Because you got told about the job in, in June. Didn't yeah. get here until December, right? That's right. Um, so... 
Dallas Cosida was my first Cosida. Um, I was a GA at the time. So the first day I went to the job seeker session and I had only been a GA, well, I'd been a, I only two years in the industry. So I wasn't really looking for a head job. Um, I was looking for maybe another GA spot or a low level assistant. I didn't really pay attention when Roy got up there and talked, to be honest. I uh-huh. think I was scrolling through Twitter because I was like, Kentucky was in college. Like, I'll never move to Kentucky. I'm not ready to be a head SID. Like, that's a long shot. So I didn't pay attention to him. Um, we actually had some mutual friends, and I met Roy that night uh, later or later on at convention. Um, so then a couple months later, uh, I was still at Brockport. I didn't end up applying for anything. I was happy where I was, didn't want to leave. Um, and Chris Mitchell from Washington University in St. Louis, he's good friends with Roy. And Roy said, hey, we still haven't found anyone for this job. Uh, we had some applicants, but they fell through. So we really need someone quick because this was like September. Um, so Chris reached out to me and he said, you should apply for this. And I was like, you're crazy. Like, <laughs> that's still such a long shot. Like, you're nuts. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, come on. Like, Chris really encouraged me to do it. Um, so I sent over my resume to Brad Moore, who was the assistant AD at the time. Um, he's since left. Uh, a week later, I had a phone interview. And then uh, my interview was actually on Halloween, uh, Halloween 2016. Uh, I came down here to campus. And then uh, I accepted the job, I think, like early November. But since it was the holidays, I started in mid-December. And it will be two years in two months, which is crazy. It's been a quick two years. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was crazy because, well, first of all, I'm a little mad at Roy because he picked me up for breakfast the first day, and he didn't remember me from Dallas. Nice. So I was a little mad at him for that. Uh-huh. I still make fun of him for that. Nice. But it was really hard coming in uh, midseason. Like I said earlier, I had a basketball game my first day on the job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very fortunate that Roy stuck around um, he's still on campus, actually, but he had everything ready to go for that game. I just sat at the press table and watched the game that mm-hmm. night and shook a lot of hands. Um, but Roy was super helpful because uh, my first month, I didn't have InDesign or Photoshop, so I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So Roy was very helpful with making game notes and game programs. I don't know what I would have done without him that first month. Um, so my first, that spring semester my first year, um, I didn't really do a lot of changes just because I just wanted to ride out the rest of the year, like see what this school is about, like see what Roy does. So then my first summer, that's when I really overhauled it, Mm -hmm. I guess you could, so to speak. Um, Our conference actually launched the Great Great Midwest Digital Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful you're telling me, yeah. yeah, (laughs) uh, Before that, the only, before I came here, the only... Um, games that we ever live streamed were basketball just because we were mandated by the conference so I came in and said that's unacceptable like if we live stream basketball we have to live stream them all like we're capable of it why wouldn't we so um, I was actually looking at our viewer numbers today we averaged I think it was like 600 viewers for our basketball games and like two to three hundred for our soccer games which for a first year like I'd say that's a success Mm -hmm. I don't know Um, so uh, our coaches, our players, our parents were just so appreciative that we were finally live streaming everything else. So that was awesome to see. And the great Midwest Digital Network just 
keeps continue to grow and grow and grow. Um, I think, what was it, two weeks ago you came here? And uh, two weeks ago or? on Saturday, yeah. Was that two? God, that was already two weeks ago since yeah, I guessed it. Um, but actually, uh, that game was our first game that we had over a thousand viewers for oh, game. So, fantastic. Your <laughs> venue, I don't know. It might have um, been because of his homecoming. Yeah, that's probably the homecoming but, part, but it is. It, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Nobody looks on the on the agenda and be like, "Oh, David's doing that," you know. Nobody does that, you know. Um, so we're in like secret or something, I guess. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, they heard this USI kid coming in. They probably making fun of me the whole time, but it was your first football game too. It, right? it was my first football game. You know, yeah. I I was actually um, just thinking about that the other day. I was like, that was a lot of fun because I I just remember the game went by so fast. It did. It goes by so fast. When you're watching on TV, it doesn't do it justice. But when you're, like, calling the game or you're doing stats or something, yeah. like, on your end, like, that goes by so quick. Because yep. all of a sudden, I look up and it's halftime. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, How is it oh, okay, break, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyway, you're 23 coming into this position. Uh, and like you said, you got Roy. And Roy, Roy's been there a yeah. long time. Um, I, I don't even know how many specific years Roy's been there. but uh, And then you also why. have... Kenny to work with. So what was it like yes. growing as a young professional, as a young SID in this new position, a new head position that is um, with two tenured SIDs, yeah. both on staff, but not technically SIDs, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, when I started in December, I had an assistant. Um, in mid-January, he left me for a GA spot, but it was a great position for him. Um, I think it was down in Alabama. Like, I couldn't be mad at him. It was mm -hmm. poor timing, but it was a good career move for him because um, we don't have grad school, so he wasn't taking classes here. Oh, wow. Um, so I was like, go, go, go. Um, so that spring is when St. Joseph's announced their closing, um, and Rob had reached out to Kenny and said, hey, we might be looking for a golf coach who might have a little sports information mm -hmm. experience. So that next summer uh what is i had only been here for like six or seven months we hired kenny and the three of us uh were a handful at times <laughs> but having roy here is just awesome because uh the glvc they're doing that 40 year yeah uh, I don't know the official name for it. But I don't know, know either, about. but we've had a few teams on it so far. Yeah, they're doing like a history series, I guess, to celebrate the 40th mm -hmm. year of the conference. Um, and we weren't in the GLBC when I was here. I've always known the GMAC, so I have no idea on anything like GLBC. So yeah. Roy has been super helpful with that. He's like, well, first of all, he knows everything like off the top of his head. Um, but he has been super helpful in... Uh, helping me just track stuff down because there is no better historian for Kentucky Wesleyan yeah. than Roy Pickerel. And I know that this stuff exists, but I don't know where it is. So I'll be like, Roy, where can I find info? Like, we honored our 1973 national champions a couple of weekends ago at homecoming. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, you can go to the C drive, this folder, this folder, and it's in that uh, picture. I'm like, Awesome, great. There you go. So yeah. he's been super helpful there. Um, and Kenny, oh my God, I don't know how to describe him. He brings a lot of energy to the office. Energy, he that's a good word for it, yeah. <laughs> he is unofficially our director of morale in the office. <laughs> um, but he is yeah. just a bundle of joy and 
every time that I question myself, because he has he was the SID for nine, ten years at St. Joe's, mm. so he knows what he's doing. Like he's not um, a stranger to sports info. So whenever I question myself or just am on the fence about something, I always go to him for advice, and he is so helpful. I'm very grateful that he's here, and it's really nice that I don't have to train anybody how to do stat crew. Mm-hmm. Like he knows yeah. it. Like I don't have to. Like if I were to have a GA or something and would have to teach it to him, like that takes a lot of time. But thankfully, he knows it. Like if I say, "Hey, we need to put this schedule on the back end," like he goes and does it, mm-hmm. which is saves me a lot of time, which is awesome. And he's just great. He's a lot of fun outside of the office, inside the office. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be happier that he's here. You're still one of the youngest SIDs, uh, head SIDs, I, I would say, in, in this entire country, um, especially within the GMAC. And, and you're the only woman yeah. in the GMAC as well, and you're the youngest yep. SID. So what is that like um, coming together, collaborating with, with some uh, peers or anything along those lines for you personally? Yeah. Um, I love the GMAC SIDs. Like, we're a great bunch. We're a lot of fun. Um, when we all work, or a couple of us have worked the baseball conference tournament that week and it's just a blast even after your team gets eliminated people still stick around and help which is awesome um but i am very fortunate that i haven't had any issues um i know that not a lot of females can say that in this industry because unfortunately um they have had problems with it but i am very grateful and lucky that i haven't um if i do like it's something very minor and i address it quickly and say hey this can't happen Mm -hmm. anymore Uh, whether it's just a comment or a look or something i know a couple weeks ago a young female reached out to me and said hey this school is giving me problems like we're hosting them in football and i don't know what to do and i responded back to her and i said um don't like fight with words fight with your actions so i told her you know, get your ducks in a row, figure out what you need to do to have a successful, um, they were hosting the football game. Like, what do you need to do to have a successful game from a sports info perspective? Like prove to them that you're good at your job by doing your job. Don't send a nasty email and say, I'm doing the best that I can, like Mm -hmm. actually do the best you can and prove that you're a good SID, prove that you're good at your job and prove that you can survive in this industry right because it's hard being a female sometimes you know you look around and all you see is guys um besides me in our office our our you have a co-women's basketball head coach that's a female and our administrative assistant is a female and the rest is men Um, assistant coaches our ad our assistant ad everyone else is men um it's all i've ever known though so i'm used to it and i don't have a problem with it but i know that not everyone can say that yeah. But I'm very fortunate that I haven't had problems with it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's great advice that you gave to that young professional. Um, walking yeah. the walk, not talking the talk, you know? Yeah. That's basically what it boils down to. You. And that yeah. applies to anybody, too. Not just any young, well, I guess. I'm more of a show, don't tell kind of guy. So yeah. um, that that works for me. But I know there are some people that, that needs to yeah. be taken a little bit to heart. So. Um, one last thing I want to talk about before we move on to some fun questions I like to ask, Liz. Okay. Um, hashtag Duval, Keenan Cole. <laughs> yes. Um, how, what's that been like, kind of covering him and, and the recognition that he's brought to Kentucky Wesleyan College? Um, it's been a lot of fun. 
Uh, I never really considered myself a Jags fan, but... Until uh, Keenan, yeah. Uh, like the Preds, they might be my adopted new oh. NFL team. Um, it's brought a lot of attention to our school, which is good. Like, I get texts all the time from friends that are watching the game, and, like, they'll say, Keelan Cole, Kentucky Wesleyan grad, and I'll get a text, hey, isn't that your school? Like, yep, that's me. So it's really cool that our name is in the national spotlight. Mm -hmm. um, we're super proud of Keelan and everything that he's accomplished. Um, he was, like, the, he had crazy stats his rookie season. Like, he led the Jags, I think. He had, well, he had a nice reception in week like 13 or 15 yeah and it was like the longest reception by a rookie since like 1999 or mm -hmm. something and then less than an hour another rookie broke that record <laughs> so that's a little disappointing to see um but we're just super proud of him um there's a lot of jacksonville jaguars apparel now in owensboro kentucky which is uh -huh. a little weird to see yeah um we're in a weird spot kind of like evansville we don't really have a fan base everyone's spread out yeah exactly like, yeah we got some Bengals, some Colts, a little bit of Titans, and then you have, like, those horrible Patriots fans that are just everywhere. Uh -huh. um, but we're starting to see some Jags apparel. Uh, in the during, When he was back in the playoffs, uh, we hosted some watch parties at some local sports restaurants. Um, so that was a lot of fun, just to see everyone together cheering for him. And we just want him to perform well on the field, off the field, and just have another successful season. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, it's kind of a melting pot of an area around here ever since. Because yeah. I didn't think really anybody took to the Rams yeah. around here. Like, because they moved and everything. Like, Ray's a Cardinal, Arizona Cardinals fan. And really? that's because they, well, that's because they were in St. Louis for right. a long time. Okay. So he, he's, he took more toward the Arizona Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals. We got a bunch of Cubs fans in this area. Yeah. Uh, got... Again, melting pot of football teams. So yeah, it's kind of a, kind of an interesting area. It's nice to see that um, a community backing a former yep. athlete like that and yes. becoming a little bit of a pocket. You know, I'm sure that uh, the Jacksonville people are looking at their um, logistics and they're like, why, why the hell do we have such a spike in Owensboro, Kentucky? Yeah. You know, yeah. um, that's kind of funny. But anyway, it's been fun. Yeah, I've, like on Twitter. Like, whenever uh, the Jags, like, tweet a highlight clip of them, like, the, a couple of days, or a couple, I think it was week one, I quote tweeted it and said, we miss seeing this at Steel Stadium on Saturdays, but we aren't mad it's happening on Sundays. And, like, they retweeted it, and we just got a massive amount of followers and retweets and likes. So, it's really cool. I've enjoyed it so far. Yeah, awesome. So, I like to transition to part of the interview, Liz, to where I like to ask some fun questions. First okay. one I have for you is um, your uh, favorite memory in your professional tenure. Oh, wow. That's a hard one right <laughs> off the bat. I'm sorry. I got, a, oh, I got harder ones coming. Jeez. Um, I would honestly have to say Cosida Convention. Um, I've been to three now, and they are all just so much fun. Uh, like, yeah, there's a lot of learning, and it's great to see people, but they are just a blast, and whenever I get home, I'm just exhausted because mm -hmm. <laughs> you're running around like crazy. Um, but Cosida is definitely top of the list. Yeah, absolutely. Me. So what about on the other side of the coin? What's your biggest horror story? Uh, ooh, I got a good one. Okay, okay. so <laughs> um, at Brockport, 
uh, God, I had been, I think it was my first season covering football. Um, unfortunately, we had had a former coach pass away. And so it was right before homecoming weekend. So our head coach wanted to put a little insert in the game day program, just like with his obituary and a picture of him. And I had no problem doing that. Like, that's easy. I spelled the coach's name wrong on the top headline. And thankfully, we caught it. But we caught it after we had printed 800 copies and stuffed them into the program. So we had to unstuff them, reprint them, restuff them. And, I mean, it's a touchy subject because obviously because of his passing. And Mm. thankfully, we caught it. But it's just like, oh, the biggest face palm. Like, (laughs) I was so glad we caught it before. But you're just like, oh, it's, oh, Mm. man, it was bad. But we caught it before. We fixed it. Right. No choice but to move on from it. So uh, what's one piece of advice you give to a student going into this profession? Going back to what I just said, honestly, go to Corsida. Um, it can honestly be a little bit expensive, but yeah. I think it is worth every penny. Um, you will learn a lot. <laughs> Shout out to our program committee because they do a lot of hard work. They have a lot of vast uh, topics or whatever, and there's I always look at the schedule and like, oh, man, I wish I could be in three places at once because yeah, you want yeah. to go to so many sessions. Um but the programming is great. Uh, it's just awesome to walk around and meet people that, yeah, you email with them on a weekly basis, but putting names to faces is awesome and meeting new people. Um, they don't even have to be in your division. Like, it's awesome. You just get – you, you kind of fangirl when you see, like, the Division One people. And, uh-huh. Oh, he works at Clemson? Like, what? Um, but go to Cosida because it is 100% worth it. And if you go to Cosida, actually, like, go to Cosida like don't sit in your hotel room and like sleep in oh I don't need to go to the session or just go to dinner by yourself and not go to any of the social events at night like go meet people like get out of your shell because it's a lot of fun it's exhausting but it is so much fun Mm -hmm. so go to Cosida everyone yeah yeah short and sweet I can attest I've only been to two but I've had a lot of fun uh, at there too so they're my favorite week of the year by far oh yeah yeah definitely um yeah. what's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession i am not very good at editing movies or clips so i really need to practice that um but i think we don't know what the next big thing is i think i talked about this earlier yeah, yeah. so um i'm really excited to see like what's new and exciting in the sports info world because it's constantly changing like day to day so i think it's really um what's the right word not energizing i'm enthusiastic Mm -hmm. to see what's next because you don't know what's around the corner yeah absolutely um in your mind what traits or characteristics make a good sid i think you have to be a good delegator and be able to recognize that you can't do everything um, and you have to give tasks to other people. Um, With that, you also have to be a good multitasker. Um, You got to enjoy sports, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, you can't just, Um, yeah. (laughs) And just be passionate about what you do because at the end of the day, I'm not a sports information director for myself. 
I'm a sports information director for my student-athletes. Like, it is our job to promote them and help them have the best college experience that they can. And I think that if you don't care about your college or your student-athletes and you start worrying about yourself, that's when you kind of get off path. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's very completely, completely accurate. Um, that was the last of my hard questions, by the way. Now, this one this one might be a little bit more tougher for you. Are you ready? Oh, no. We've already had the hard Restaurant or bar recommendation in Owensboro? Ooh. Wow. Okay. Um, me and Kenny do eat out a lot. Uh, Moonlight Barbecue is, like, the classic go-to yeah. spot. Um, you have to go there for lunch because lunch is far cheaper than uh, dinner. I found that out the hard way. Oh, God. I just went to the, uh, what is that? What did I just say? I went to the mushroom. Uh, Mellow Mushroom. Mellow Mushroom. That's a, yeah, that's a good pizza place. Yeah, that was really good. We have really good Mexican here. Okay. Like, we have probably like a dozen Mexican restaurants, which I don't really know why, uh-huh. but we do. And it's awesome. I can always love a good Mexican meal. Yeah. Um, yeah, barbecue and Mexican, that's about all there is in Owensboro. Yeah, I, I, that in the cafeteria. You won't go hungry here. Yeah, tell Kenny that in the cafeteria. He yeah. probably likes the cafeteria. Yeah, a little that's more. where we went right before this. That's right. Lunch train. I love his lunch train. Shout out to Kenny for that. <laughs> um, work-life balance. What do you do to have fun? Uh, well, last night I went to the Preds game. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but in all seriousness, this week um, is our fall break. Um, I'm actually going with our volleyball team to the crossover, but we're in the middle of a 12-day span where we don't have any home events. Wow. Um, but yeah, which is remarkable. That's nice, right? yeah. Um, so me and our director of operations, we took the afternoon off because we got everything we needed to get done, um, and we went to the Preds game yesterday. Um, so I think recognizing when you have free time and taking advantage of it is important. Yeah. Um, like September, we had four home football games in September. Mm-hmm. I got no free time in yeah. uh, last month. Yeah. It was, I was, it was hard for four, four home football games. In yeah. September. Cause I was looking at, um, I was looking at your football schedule when I was, when yeah. I was prepping and everything. And then when I, when I got down there for the game against Walsh, I was like, well, how many home games do they got left? You know, football's... We have one and, left. Yeah, you got one left, and it's what, this yeah. Saturday against Lake Erie? Uh, the 20th. Yeah. So, two two weekends, right? Oh, okay, maybe. Yeah, we had... Oh, here's Kenny, breaking into the office. Oh, awesome. uh, <laughs> Yeah, we had Walsh on September 28th, and then Lake Erie on October 20th, so we had a nice break. We just had the bye week this past week. Oh, okay. Awesome. So, um, if anybody want to get in touch with you, maybe follow up with you, what would be the best way to do it? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at LizWack07, L-I-Z-W-A-C-07. Um, or if you want to uh, email me, that's fine, elwasinga at kwc.edu. Um, I'm always open to having conversations. I've had people reach out to me before, and it's awesome. I love it. So, don't <laughs> hesitate to reach out especially any young females out there um you guys are awesome it's not easy sometimes but keep up the good work and if you ever need anyone to rant to slide into my dms (laughs) awesome well liz i appreciate you coming on you're the second kato person and uh, i think we both had two excellent uh kentucky wesleyan episodes so far so thank you very much no thanks for having me i appreciate it
Well, guys, there you have it. Marching on to episode number 100. And we will head out east to a guest that we have previously had, guys. Um, you may not know this. You may know this already. But uh, it's not available right now. I'm, I'm cutting it down a little bit. I don't know what happened to the original episode. But the file is very, very large. Uh, I'm allowed 100 megabytes worth of space for each of these uh, uploads. And for some reason, for some reason, Ira Thor episode 13 was something like 150. I, I don't know what happened. I'm going back. I'm cutting out some stuff. Uh, I, I'm making that available to you guys as soon as possible. But we will have him on next week for episode number 100. And that actually uh, kicks off the... Um, Actually, I think next Wednesday does kicks off the Thank Your SID week. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Leave us a rating and a review. Go over to iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. Uh, follow us on uh, social media at SportsInfoCast on Twitter and Facebook, guys. Um, besides Ira coming up, we do have two more episodes in November. Uh, this is something I wanted to talk about in the intro, but I completely forgot. Um, and if you're thinking, David, that math doesn't have up, there's only four weeks in November. Well, Thanksgiving's a Thursday. Uh, not doing it. Sorry. Um, but we will probably be taking a little bit of a break in December. Um, I'll be on, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll, I'll explain this next week too. Um, when it was August, I got an email that said you still had five credit hours left. It was literally 10 o'clock, two hours before my birthday was supposed to start. Um, and we were four days, three days away from starting the fall semester with me being in grad school. So um, that derailed me a little bit. And during the month of December, we'll be wrapping up the fall semester. And uh, I want to take some time off to make sure that I get everything clear that nothing is going to snag us on our way into spring. That way we can actually start grad school, uh, start off on the right track, get a fresh start. Um, because quite frankly, getting told at 10 o'clock at night, the day before your birthday, uh, that you still have five credit hours left and that your enrollment's been deferred kind of pisses you off a little bit. Um, so I just want to make sure I'm going to give them all my ducks in a row. I've already got a paper written actually. I need to go to the writing lab for it, but, um, yeah, just if, if I'll probably make another announcement, but if you don't see a little bit of SID can stuff in December, don't be alarmed. Uh, we will be back and we will hopefully be better than ever. And I'm probably going to take the month of December to get us um, some other exposure stuff. So to really, really, really work on our, our depth as far as this podcast is concerned, because I love you guys and I can't wait for uh, thank you SID week. But uh, thank you all for listening to this one, guys, and we hope to catch you all in the next episode 100.